In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Here's some really, really good news. Jesus is not afraid of us. When we see trouble, most of us run the other way. It is natural because it is an act of self-preservation. And from the start of Mark's gospel, there has been trouble. A leper, a paralytic, a man with a withered hand, a woman who just cannot stop bleeding, one little girl who drops dead, another little girl possessed by a demon, and now this morning, a man who can neither speak nor hear. That is enough trouble to make most of us run the other way. But fortunately, Jesus is different. Jesus' whole reason for being here in the flesh is to make wrongs right. And so we see Jesus running toward trouble rather than away from it. It is dirty and dangerous and disgusting work, but we need it, so Jesus does it. That is the gospel. This is really, really good news. Jesus is not afraid of us. One of the best ways to show that you are not afraid of somebody is to touch them. Unfortunately, one of the great casualties of our age is a gentle touch. You know that a poke on Facebook really isn't a poke. You know that, don't you? And we no longer care for our sick and our dead. We have nurses and doctors and hospice and undertakers. Even in the church, at the point where we stand up and shake hands and say, peace be with you, that used to be a kiss of peace. In the New Testament, they kissed each other at that point. Someday, but we're not there yet. But Jesus, you see, is different than we are. Jesus is all about a gentle touch. He proves that today when he meets this poor man who can't hear and can't speak. I'm sure that by now most of you know the backstory. You're a very sophisticated congregation. You know that a good Jew would never touch a leper or a paralyzed man or a demonized girl or not, somebody who was dead. They would never touch anybody like that because that would make them unclean. It would defile them so they couldn't go to their family or to prayers or to the greater community. But Jesus is different, you see. Jesus is not afraid of us, and he is not afraid to touch us. So he puts his fingers in that man's ears. Then he spits on his fingers, and he touches that man's tongue. And he sighs out this deep prayer, Ephrathah, be opened! And this poor man's wrongs were made right. Suddenly, that man can hear and that man can speak. He doesn't make Jesus less. He doesn't defile Jesus. Instead, Jesus makes him more. Jesus makes him whole. 
On the front page of the bulletin for today, you can see that Luther found this story irresistible. And he used it at the point when he was translating the Latin baptismal rite into German so that people could understand it. For Luther, this story is not somebody else's story. This is your story, and this is my story. This is the story of Jesus making us more than we were when we came in the door. That guy who can't hear and can't speak, that's you. That's me. And if we don't get some help, we will never get better. We will never hear. We will never speak. The very first help that we get is at that font in holy baptism. That is the first place where wrongs are made right. There Jesus comes to us and he splashes us. He puts his name on us, and with that he adopts us, he forgives us, he blesses us, he draws us into his family. That's good and we understand that. But what about all the other things that Luther talks about here? What about the oil, the white robe? What about the candle? What about the salt that went under the tongue? What about blowing under the eyelids? What about all those things? What Luther calls embellishments. You might just consider them one more gentle touch. At least it is a gentle touch for us. But at the same time, it is a declaration of war on Satan himself. In the old days at a baptism, the pastor would start by lifting up the child's eyelid and blowing underneath it. That was the same as spitting in the face of the devil. It was a sign of utter contempt. And in fact... In the time of the early church, that was a treasonable offense. If you blew on a bust of Caesar, you could be executed. It was the ultimate way to show your disrespect. And so the pastor came, and he disrespected the devil. And then beyond that, he gave all the gifts, oil, the Christing, the anointing, salt to preserve, light, Jesus Christ is the light of the world, the white robe, your new, put on the garment of Christ. But especially for this text, the pastor would touch the child's ears and then actually spit on his fingers and touch that spit to the child's mouth. And like Jesus, he would sigh, be opened. Of themselves, those are all common things. And of themselves, they don't do anything. But when they are drawn into use at the font, then they rejoice, they praise, they extol. They tell you that Jesus has been here and that he has done his work. They remind us that Jesus is not afraid of us. And that when he sees our troubles, Jesus does not run the other way. He runs to touch us and then to use us well. And that may be the most perplexing part of this story. This story ends with a man who is so happy that Jesus has touched him and healed him that he can't contain himself, even though Jesus tells him to contain himself. Jesus tells him not to speak. Why? It's really pretty easy. Jesus doesn't want him to talk with his new tongue until he has listened with his new ears. 
if we don't listen before we speak, then our good intentions will get in Jesus' way. We will say things and do things from immaturity and inexperience that actually don't help Jesus. Those things actually hurt him. Frankly, I think this is Jesus' pitch for Bible study every day on your own at home and also here every Sunday. Jesus says that he makes a disciple by baptizing one time but teaching forever and ever. Amen. And it is only by listening and learning and treasuring up his words before we talk about him that we know the right things to say. This is how we grow and this is how we learn. And then we speak and then we act. And when we do, nobody has anything to be afraid of because then we are living within his gentle touch, within his baptism, within his words, and within the gift of forgiveness that he gives. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.